Welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Amy Debrick, and I'm so glad you're here. As you know, purpose gives you confidence, confidence that you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, even if you haven't figured out how to do it yet. Purpose provides certainty that what you're doing does matter. And when you act with purpose, you project strength, authority, and authenticity. Because of that, I am so excited to share season four with you and all the tools, resources, and shared wisdom that will help you build and keep the confidence and self-esteem you need to be brave and also to live the life God has for you. Being confident about our purpose helps us stay in our lane and eliminates comparisons. Now, if you are looking for some one-on-one coaching to help break down self-doubt and rebuild your self-esteem, be sure to schedule a free discovery call with me today. You can access that link on my website at amydebrick.com. But for now, let's get started. Well, this morning on the Life on Purpose podcast, I am so excited to talk to my friend, Summer Colbert. Welcome, Summer. Thank you so much for having me, dear friend. I am really excited to be here. Well, I just want, I'm going to let you share a little bit of of your bio, but just off that, you know, you are spinning a lot of plates, your wife, mom, ministry leader, podcaster, writer, and great friend to many women like myself. So in addition to that, share with the listeners some of the other things that you currently have going on or what, or really how you ended up here. Oh, that's a really great question. I can say right now that I am living in realized dreams and answered prayers. And that's a really, really amazing place to be, but it's also a really busy place to be. So I started writing about three years ago and then the Lord opened the doors to the podcast. And then that has turned into book writing and has turned into a ministry position where I humbly and gratefully get to serve families who are interested in taking next steps with adoption and foster care with my local church and my local area here in Arkansas. And so I get to minister on a daily basis in just different ways and and pour into lives based on the experiences, good and bad, unpleasant and beautiful that the Lord has allowed us to experience. And I, I love being able to do that because it's just an opportunity to use the seasons of life that I've walked through um, when I've asked God why. And this has been a season of life where I've been able to say, oh, oh, okay, God, this is why for such a time as this. And so I I have the opportunity to do that in different ways. And it's really, it's really incredible. I love that when you're able to sit back and, and see what he had. And for that reason, after the fact, you know what I mean? It's like, you're like, oh, you know, I even right now when you're in a time of busyness and it, it feels overwhelming and then you know, it'll be maybe who knows, maybe it'll only be a month, maybe it'll be six months, but from now, and then you'll be like, yeah. And it was funny because I just shared on the recount to remember series. And it's kind of those moments where you can sit back and reflect and remember, you know, recount a time when God really was faithful, even though he's always faithful, but we actually are taking the pause to pay attention to it and remember what that felt like and why, you know, that happened or why this is the way it is now. And I I always love that. Oh, it's so great. And I think about asking about it. It's, it's our Ebenezer moments, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about the Old Testament where we would raise an Ebenezer to remember that particular moment and that particular activity of God in our lives. And so I, I do look at it in that way. And it, it's an important reminder when things are hard and when things are challenging or when we're so busy that we forget to remember And as busy moms, as busy women, as ministry leaders, whatever it is that we do, whatever the Lord has us doing, 
we can get so consumed by our busyness that we do forget to remember his faithfulness and his presence in our everyday and that he's writing a story that it's never really the end in mind. It's, it's okay, Lord, what do you have for me today? Lord, how do you want me to serve today? And how do you want me to bring up and use something that you've taught me? And, and when you're sensitive and walking with him in that, I think he can use that beautifully. And it's just a really cool thing to see that play out. Yeah. And I know you encourage others walk in love together, more of in a community so we can thrive every day that we're given always to be moving ahead. But don't you find that we first have to understand the love of Christ as to what and how to model that love. We can't really just barrel through it. You know, I think as our, as our nature, that's what we, we sometimes do accidentally, but it's really when we kind of sit back and pay attention to, okay, what is biblical love? How can I pour this out to others and really affect the ones around me in my community and reach out? And so I, I love that you really address that component because I think it's really important. And I think sometimes it's a lot of times overlooked. It is. Yeah. I mean, you think about our busy society and the way that we've been conditioned, a relationship becomes another box to be checked rather than something to live out and really invest in. And so I appreciate you bringing that up and something that is just a a foundational word in my ministry that the Lord had given us years ago was the word Ahava. And it's the Hebrew word for love. And when you study that a little bit deeper, Ahav is the root word for give. And so we're looking at love from God's eyes. That original Hebrew is love is to give love is action love is not self-seeking it's actually humble service to one another and so when we can reframe that in our minds and we can align our hearts and minds with the way that god intends for us to love and go forward in our relationships it really is a game changer in seeing how you interact with others in the day how you interact with your closest people in your home and in your closest circles of friendship and family when you're not just seeking to check off a box and rush through and say oh well i i we had a conversation today, or I showed up for this, or, but you're not really present in mind and spirit and engaging with somebody saying, I see you, you matter enough to me to slow down, to stop, to engage with you, to see what's going on in your life and how we might lift one another along and up as we go through this crazy journey called life right now in such a culture of busyness, in such a culture of distraction and performance mindset, all the things, right, Amy? I mean, it really does help to reframe what love looks like and how we can carry out that love according to God's heart and his original plan for how we're to interact with one another. Yeah. I I mean, you're so right. And and that's actually one of the main things I want to talk to you about today is loving where we are. And I know that's the name of your podcast. And I, and I think it is such an important message because like you said, today, we, we live in a world where we are not only just busy, but we're encouraged to always be moving forward, always be looking ahead, you know, whether it's to strive for something, to dream for something, whatever the next thing is. And we really fail a lot of times to just be present where we are and really appreciate to love where we are. So why was that important for you to build conversations around this idea? Was it something that affected you personally? And you're like, you know, that was that moment where you, you discovered that word and you're like, I need to be doing this. I'm, I'm not doing this. And so maybe if I create this environment, you know, a lot of times when I create things, it's for me first, because I'm recognizing somewhere where I need to grow and gain. And then, you know, it just ends up being a community where we all end up lifting each other up. So how was that yeah. process for you? 
That for sure. I can echo that with my experience as well. I mean, I, I learn from doing things wrong, <laughs> you know, don't we all? Right. And and I recognize this in, in my own life as I think I didn't realize until well into my adulthood that I was trying to just rush through and get to the goal or get to the good thing or get to whatever it is I imagined was where I was supposed to be. And not only was I trying to rush through the season, I was actually despising it. Mm. And so that really, when the Lord finally, he, you know, he waits so patiently for us to become teachable and he had to wait for me to receive this lesson. Had he told me way back when, Hey, this is where you need to be. And you need to be savoring your seasons and the lessons that I'm building in you and the story that I'm writing for you. I would have blown it off and been like, yeah, 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 yeah. Press on, you know, and that's so we're so guilty of that in, in our culture. And as individuals, um, we've been conditioned, I feel like to despise our season. And I think it really goes back to our sin nature, you know, in God's timeline, he's never in a hurry. And he's such a personal God with each and every one of us. And he has so much that he wants to accomplish in us and through us, but he has to wait for us to be teachable and to become submissive and willing vessels to carry that message in a way that's helpful and not hurtful. And I think that's where I really tripped up in just my young adult life. And even as a young mom and a young wife of just, I wanted to get to the next thing. I wanted reprieve from the crying babies and I wanted to move on to this phase or this phase. And I wanted to be the best homeschooling mom. And I ended up being momzilla instead, or, (laughs) you know, take your pick, whatever might apply to your listeners today, getting to that next phase instead of just sitting in gratitude and receiving all of the lessons that were present for me in those seasons. Now, by God's grace, I was able to hear them and appreciate them on the other side of them. But what would it look like if we reframe our mindset in a way where we are so content and grateful and actually eager just to sit in our seasons? And like you said, love where we are, because God has a plan and a purpose for every moment that we are living. And so sitting back and receiving those lessons, sitting back and enjoying and embracing those moments that he gives us, whatever that is. Now, I'm not saying that everything's roses and butterflies, right? I mean, I'm talking about seasons. My ministry has been born out of some of the darkest seasons of my life, being failed adoptions and church plant situations turned unbelievably toxic and a lot of hurt, a lot of shaking my fist at gods and throwing, you know, spiritual tantrums where Jesus needed to put me in timeout. Okay. I'm just keeping it real for everybody who's listening today. This is where I'm coming from. And this has been the basis for the message that I speak through love where you are. And you take that a step further of not only just sitting in those seasons and loving those seasons where you are, but you're also putting action to love others from those seasons, because as you well know it, there are people who we're meant to impact. God designed us for relationship. We're not supposed to go with our blinders on throughout life and just check boxes of accomplishment and, and not be in relationship with one another. And the key basis for relationship is the way God designed it was so that we can lift one another up and ultimately share the gospel with people. We are meant to be his image bearers and his mouthpieces here on earth. And so when we come through these hard seasons and we learn those lessons, when we're sitting in them, then we can effectively love others. We can see others differently. Like, oh, you've been through failed adoptions too. Let me link arms with you and let me come alongside you and share with you what the Lord has taught me. Oh, you've lost a child. Let me link arms with you and let me help you, you know, 
counsel you and, and just sit with you because I understand what this feels like. Therefore I can help you, you know, in that way and, and fill in the blank with whatever ministry might look like for you. And then that's, those are deeper felt needs, but you know, I've talked about this on my show before of just seeing people and acknowledging them and how that can change the course of their day and perhaps their life because you are planting seeds for them and opening the door for conversation and relationship that can ultimately lead to the sharing of the gospel. And so that's my whole ministry and why I'm so passionate about love where you are and that love in action, that intentional selfless love in action. That is a Hava love, Amy. Yeah. There's so many great things to unpack there. The first thing that I just love, because I think it's really important to showcase is that willingness piece. I mean, mm -hmm. I always jokingly say I was so late to the game. Okay. Summer, like God showed so many signs and signals that he was like, okay, she's not the quickest one here. So I'm going to have <laughs> to do some major roadblocks just to get her attention. And, and, and yeah. you're right. If you don't have a willingness um, you're not going to see those, or it's going to take you just a little bit longer. You're going to be a little bit rerouted, which was my case. And so I appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of times I've always said, you know, we don't necessarily intentionally take God out of the equation, but if we're not intentionally including him in, we can't find that we don't see those signs. We're not paying attention. Right. And the other thing that I love that you mentioned when you're you're pouring out to other is two things. One is the active listening piece. And I think you do a great job of this on the podcast because, you know, that's what it's really all about listening. You're being an active listener. And I think people really appreciate that. Even if we have difference in opinions or whatever the case is, I think that there's something about that. And it also leads into like you're saying, you know, the vulnerability piece, we have to be more yeah. than just transparent. You know, I had to learn that the hard way for years. I could, I could get through with just being transparent, but transparency doesn't really create those relationships where people feel like they can trust you. And so, and yeah. I think that that's really important to know, you know, I, you know, I used to save face all the time when I was going through the thick of anxiety and grief and pretending I was better than I was. It yeah. was not only hurting myself, but it was also hurting, like you're saying the person who might need to hear from you to say, I'm, I've been there. I'm here now. I could use you. And so yeah. when you're not willing to be able to do that, I think it all really plays into one another. And so, but when you are, you, like you said, you get this beautiful place of loving where you are and loving the people around you also and where they are. And there, you know, mm -hmm. the connection of those two things, I think is just a, a really beautiful environment. And as Christian women, something that I feel like we should be encouraging regularly, because like you said, nobody's perfect. Sometimes we get caught up in our own world. We fall off the wagon. We, you know, we, we rush through things or whatever, but if we have that as our kind of our foundational stamp of where to go back to and know it and know what it feels like and know how to give that and receive it, I think it's a, a really great tool to have. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And here's an encouragement that has just really blessed me and hopefully it'll bless you and your listeners as well. God reminded me even recently, like his perfect timing factors in our stalling and our delays and our multiple times around the mountain. Yeah. Right. And so even if we do have to reroute and have those detours and, and sit on it for a while, and we sit in a season where we're not teachable or we're distracted, or we're just not walking in step with him. 
he factors that in to his perfect timing because he's sovereign over our lives and he knows the choices that we're going to make and he knows how the story is going to play out. And so that for me was just really encouraging and being able to release because I, I too struggle with anxiety. You and I are sisters in that. And I struggle with control. I struggle with perfectionism. I struggle with being angry with myself for not knowing it sooner, whatever it is, whatever that lesson is, I beat myself up. Like this is so much better on the other side of it. Why didn't I get this sooner? Why didn't I enjoy this sooner? Look at the, you know, how I could have preserved this relationship or done this better or, you know, fill in the blank. But I have to release that and know that God's timing is perfect. And he knew that this was the time for me to receive that lesson for it to really impact me in a way that would change my behavior and my outlook. And so that's a very freeing thing to be able to to walk in and knowing that. And that's something that's an ongoing lesson and reminder for me as well, by the way. Well, and and I think you're right. I say that too all the time. I mean, surrendering in any form, whatever it is for you and I, it might be anxiety or perfectionism or whatever control, because I think all those things go together personally, but um, I agree, but there's so much freedom in that there is, there's nothing like that, the release of that burden. And it's hard to do, but it's a daily practice. It's not a one and done, you know, I mean, realistically, that would be great if it was, but it just isn't right. Yeah, it's true. And that's why, you know, you go back to the New Testament where it talks about pray continually. You're talking, you're in communication with him constantly to remind yourself of who he is and who you are and the fact that he is present and that he is willing to be involved in every detail of our lives. And whatever that surrender looks like, that comes through prayer. That comes through constant conversation with him. If we're not reminding ourselves of his truth, of what is true versus what our anxiety and our emotions or our busyness or our schedule or the world is telling us, then we are going to have those detours and we are going to have to reroute because we're not listening to the true source of where we need to be gathering all of our wisdom, all of our direction to, to motivate all of our actions. And so again, you know, you just go back to the importance of prayer over and over again, as women of God, that has to be a cornerstone in our relationship with him. Otherwise, I mean, we're just, we're going to falter. We're going to trip. We're going to struggle and we'll do those things anyway, but there's so much peace and contentment that goes with that walking in step with him in prayer and in communication with him, rather than trying to go it on our own, which is so much of what we all struggle with. Right. Well, what would you say today to the one woman that's out there right now that feels discouraged at where she's at her in her life right now. Maybe she's not loving where she is right now because she doesn't really know how to do that. What does that look like for her? Can you give her some advice or just some encouragement? Yeah, I would say guard who you allow to speak into your life and your mind first and foremost, because the world stands at the ready to speak messages of performance of expectations um, and of failure into you. And sometimes seasons where we're loving where we are, they just look like drowning everything else out. And it's just you and the Lord. Sometimes it looks like you, you are in survival mode and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're just, you know, happy about your circumstances, but it does mean that you are setting up boundaries as to who you allow to speak into you because the, the goal is to walk in step with him. And so I can speak from those places where I was in survival mode. I can speak from those places where I wasn't doing it right. And where I can say to me several years ago, Hey, release the expectations, release what you think you should be doing, release where you think you should be and just sit with the Lord and let him speak to you because he doesn't want to hide from us. 
he, he answers willingly and he gives wisdom freely. And so in those seasons where you're not loving it, you are struggling with trying to reconcile in your human mind why this is happening, or you see what you, where you want to be on the other side of where you're at right now. And that tends to be your only focus. Um, our church recently wrote a song that we sing regularly on Sunday mornings and the bridge of the song says more than the healing. I want the healer more than direction. I want the shepherd. And so it goes back once again to that mindset of, are we seeking the result or are we seeking the source? Are we seeking God himself? And so if you're in that season where you are just drowning in all the things and you, you don't know up from down and you're not understanding, you know, why God has you where you're at, my best and most um, pressing advice for you would be to lay all of it down and just seek him. He will be faithful to meet you where you are and take you through your next steps. Yeah, I think you're so right. And I think that there's something to be said. And I love you mentioned about expectations because I think the minute we release our own expectations, that's when we can allow the anticipation and excitement for what God has for us in this season of where we are today, you know, but when we have our own expectations and we feel like, you know, certain things that need to be met. And if they're not, then it was a fail. That's, we need to release that mindset and realize that we're waiting with anticipation. And what happens is like you said, God knows what's going to happen. Um, the timing when things do happen is in his perfect timing. And so wait with anticipation for that, whatever that is going to look like. That's exactly right. And as you're saying that it takes us to the heart of Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you plans to ho- give you a hope in the future plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And so we cling fast to that hope because ultimately God knows. So we cling to him. We cling to the one who knows so we can release everything else. Right. And there's so much peace in that. I know you have some incredible things that I really wouldn't want the listeners to miss out on. So can you share either anything specific if they're, if you're ready to share and if not, how they can at least connect with you so they don't miss out on what you have coming up in the future. Absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I have the love where you are podcast that releases new episodes every Monday. And that is with the Christian parenting podcast network. And so we cover all things love where you are. We cover tough topics. We dive into scripture. We tell some amazing stories just to encourage you as you get started in your week. And I am currently working on a book. And so prayers would be appreciated. And so that is uh, my main focus in ministry right now. If you can find me in those two ways, I also have a website, summercolbert.com. There's some free downloads for uh, prayers for anxiety. And that is another hub that you can go and find me and connect with me there. I'd love to hear from you. I'm so excited for you, Summer. Such an honor to have you pour into this community and share all your knowledge and wisdom. I I know it's going to bless somebody today that really needs to hear it. It's so hard to love where we are, but it is possible. And I think we just need to lean into the right places. And so I'm glad you encouraged that today. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Well, friend, that's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing to the Life on Purpose podcast so I can continue spreading encouragement and confidence. And if you haven't already, I would love if you would grab a copy of our book, Embolden. Embolden is an encouragement journal that I co-wrote with my oldest daughter, and its purpose is to meet women where they are today, but to not leave them there. 
So until next time, keep living your life on purpose and God bless. Thank you.